You're now tuned into the hottest podcast in the world, the Stay Woke Podcast, right here on the SonicBreakdown.com. Man, it's time to wake up. Welcome back to another Stay Woke Podcast. This is D-Ray Brinson, and you know the Stay Woke Podcast is presented by the SonicBreakdown.com. So let's get right into today's episode, and today is going to be another Let's Talk About It segment. And you know, for those segments, we're going to be interviewing somebody very creative and interesting, and today's interesting and creative person is going to be Ray Caladad. And he had a great mixtape called Only Cause I Am Slipping." So let's get to know him a little bit more, and uh, hey man, how you doing? Uh, let, let's let the fans get to know you a little bit, and let's start out where you're from. Yeah, man, what it do, everybody? I'm Ray Kelly Dad. I come from Charlotte, North Carolina, bottom of the mouth, from the South, man. I've been born and raised, so Charlotte is all I know. And um, I'm ready to expand and see the world with my music. What was it like growing up in uh, Charlotte? Um, Charlotte, man, Charlotte is uh, Charlotte's a real peaceful city. Um, if you don't know, it's one of the fastest-growing cities in uh, in America, so uh, that says a lot about it. But, um, you know, just like just like any other place, you know, it gets rough. But, uh, you know, for the most part, Charlotte is um, it's, it's real chill. It's real cool. You know, I've never really had too many problems here, you know. Are your parents from Charlotte as well? My mother is from Baltimore. Okay. My father is from Jacksonville, North Carolina. Okay. Okay. So, uh, so they they migrated to Charlottesville then. Okay. Yeah. What made them move to Charlottesville? Was it just um, you know, get get a different scenery? What was it specifically about Charlottesville um, that drew them there? Yeah, well, you know, Charlotte, uh, Carolina, um, you know, we don't have too 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 much here. Um, most people say Carolina's country, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Charlotte is uh, more of the city life and um like I said, it's one of the fastest growing cities in America, and it's been like that for years now. So, you know, just the opportunities I guess Charlotte has to offer people that can't reach those big, big city opportunities. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just uh, it's, it's a lot of money here. You know, so you, you can make something happen in Charlotte. <laughs> and do you have any brothers or sisters? Yeah, I have. Uh, I have two older brothers, uh, one older sister, one younger sister. Oh, so you're the youngest. I am the middle child. I'm the second. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. How was that growing up with uh, so many brothers and sisters? Um, it was cool. You know, you learn a lot uh, through uh, your siblings' mistakes and um, <laughs> even through their success, you know. <laughs> so uh, a lot of stuff that my brothers, you know, went through, I, I learned from that before I could make the same mistakes and stuff like that. So, you know, it's always good to, to have, you know, siblings, especially older siblings. And do any of them do music as well? Are they artists or in the creative fields? Um, nah, uh, actually, yeah. My my older brother, my oldest brother, uh, Randy. He, uh, Randy G. He's from Rochester, New York. He's an R and B singer. I wish I could sing because I, <laughs> I would be a singer too. <laughs> but uh, he, he do his thing, Randy G. You know, check him out. What were some of the like artists that you you listened to growing up that kind of you think influenced your music? Outkast, Outkast, a tribe called Quest. You know, and yeah, I mean, I, I can I can go I can go back, you know, but you That's, know, me being um, I'm only I'm only 24, so you know, my my era was more J Cole and Big Chris, you know, people like that, and that really influenced you know the type of artist that I am today. Gotcha. That's funny. We'll get we'll get more into to why why I think that's funny a little bit later when we get into um when we talk about your latest project. But before we get into that, yeah. I wanted to ask you when did you realize or did you feel that you were an artist? 
Like, when was that point when you're like, okay, I, I, I am a creator? Honestly, it was uh, the first day I, um, I made my first beat. And um, it's, it's funny because I, I'm a music head. I've always been a music head, but I was a basketball kid, you know? So <laughs> music, just making music was never in my, you know, in my life plan. And uh, I graduated high school, didn't go to college. I just wanted to pick up something, you know. And one day, I, matter of fact, my birthday, my mother gave me $100. And that's all I had. And she said, what you going to do? And I was like, I think I'm going to get a keyboard. Oh, wow. You know, and I went and got a keyboard. I had a laptop already. Downloaded FL Studio. And my first beat was, it was pretty okay. <laughs> and, um, you know, it just, uh, it, it was something that, you know, I've never done before. And I, I did it pretty good, so. At that point, I, I I kind of realized maybe I should keep going with it, you know. And and who were the who were some of the people that were like that helped foster that creative talent that you had after you noticed it after you realized you were an artist and a creator? Honestly, and all honest and mm-hmm. all honesty, I've never really had um, like a mentor or uh, anybody that really helped me create music. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my influence and and my mentors of music have always been the artists gotcha. and, um, you know, the people that I listen to on a daily basis. And, um, cause I just feel like I can relate to certain artists. Mm. So how did you come up with the name Ray Caladad? What's the <laughs> um, story behind that? <laughs> Ray Caladad. All right. So, um, of course that wasn't my first name. My, uh, <laughs> my first name is rather embarrassing, so I ain't even going to say it, but, <laughs> Um, okay, okay. Ray Kelly that I was actually with uh I was with a Spanish chica at the time. <laughs> and I was trying to come up with a name one day when I was with her and she was just like, All of those are corny. You should go by something that's different, different, different. So mm-hmm. I was like, All right, I'm gonna go by something in Spanish, you know, something different. And she she was like, Maybe you should go by Ray and I was like, What does that mean? I don't even like the sound of that she says it means king. And, you know, I like that because, you know, I always, I, I see myself as a king, you know, like right now I'm in that prince stage, but, you know, one day I know I'm going to be a king. So, uh, the potential, yeah. I kind of told her, yeah, I told her, yeah, just with the potential, I'm like, nah, I ain't no king yet. You know, I, I got king quality. And she was like, well, that's Ray Kelly that. I said, well, I kind of like that, you know? <laughs> so I, I just, I, I kept running with it, but I'm going to give her her credit for what it is, you know? Gotcha, gotcha. Credit where credit's due, I see. Now that, like, because you said that you started producing, what gave you the confidence to, to start actually rapping on your beats? Because uh, a lot of people um, tend to go from that route of, of producing to rapping, but what was it for you? It was, um, I think it was, uh, like I said, people like J. Cole and Big Crit, you know, when I hear their music, um, and I know that they, you know, have a, a lot to do with the production that's done with it, just everything about just the lyrics, the beat, and just the whole song, it just it sounds like it was all supposed to be. You know, it's mm. like any song that they create is never a song where it's like, I don't think he was supposed to be on that beat. And for me, like I said, I produce, I have a lot of beats that I can rap on, then I have a couple that I can't. But, you know, for the ones that I feel like I can hop on, those were beats that a lot of people weren't really feeling you know they were like man i like it but i i can't i can't say nothing to it mm-hmm. and in my head i'm like man i don't wrote a whole 16 32 <laughs> to this like so you know i just i just hopped on the mic and i let people hear and people were like you know I've, I've never really got any you know bad backlash or criticism about it you know so i just keep going with it that's interesting that reminds me of uh the story of uh, uh with kanye 
and and I'm not yeah. of um Jesus walks when uh, he was like people pass on that beat. You know, there's tons of people that pass on that beat, and and he yeah. was like, so he made it himself, and look what look what look what that look what that track turned into. So yeah, it just it's it's interesting how things work out and how you know that that energy kind of get transferred to you want to complete your project. You know, you have you see a vision, and you want to get it completed, and it started with the production. So that's that's interesting. Correct. Right? Yep. What gets you inspired? What inspires you? Or or how do you get into that process? Because some people have a process of getting to you know they need to be in a perfectly sound or quiet room, and other people it just yeah. happens at the moment. Like they can just be walking down the street and they go, oh, song. I got a song. How is what is your your creative process? Mine is uh honestly just like uh you know I'm 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 one of those type of producers. I I take my laptop everywhere I go. I've made beats in the car. I've made beats on the bus. I've made beats sitting outside, as long as you got an outlet plug and I'm feeling it, I can make it beat anywhere. So for me, it was just, you know, it, my inspiration just comes off of life and my everyday, you know, daily things that I go through. Sometimes it's other music, you know, I hear something on the radio and it just kind of amps me up to make something a little better than it or, you know, something. Mm-hmm. But, you know, everyday life, you know, when I see people going through stuff and it's forced me to, you know, write a song towards it, you know. Stuff like that. The the rapper side of you, what kind of production outside of your own, or what kind of what what properties of your production do you gravitate to that makes you go like, oh, I got, I have to get on this track, I have to, I have to take this one on. <laughs> I like, I like smooth beats with a little bounce to it. You know, like <laughs> I said, I'm from the south, and you know, just south music has always had that bounce. You know, yeah. made people want to dance or you know do something. So. I just, I, I kind of like the grittiness, you know, about beats, you know, just something that, not necessarily pain music, but, you know, something that you can speak something on, you mm-hmm. know, something of substance, and but still give people that bounce to it, you know. So, it, you know, something like that. I, like I said, I like smooth stuff, so I like to keep it smooth. Are you, uh, are you big on collaborating, or you like to be solo dolo, kind of dungeon in a, uh, or, you know, in, in your studio, like just like a dungeon and you just stay in there just beats until you get a project done or it's more of a collaborative project where you you know you you make something you'll get other people's feedback and kind of work off that what's your what's your creative process for when you're making projects as of right now i guess i'm a bit of a lone wolf and i say that because um honestly uh i have mixed down and i mean it's not the greatest 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 but uh i've mixed down and i've written, produce every single project that I've put out so far. And um it's it it was more kinda sort uh sort of by choice, just me being in financial situations where I couldn't afford, you know, the the top line studios that I would want to be in. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, I just I, I forced myself to, you know, truly learn how to, you know, mix down and become an engineer. You know, this is something that I wanna do. So I said, why not? You know, I'm at the beginning of my, my artist stage and I feel like it, it's no better time to learn, you know, what you're doing, the business that you're stepping into besides, you know, when you're first beginning. So, you know. I, I definitely understand that. I'm in uh, the same situation. All of the podcasts have been mixed, edited, uh, recorded all by me, and I have no formal training in in, in any of it. So so I definitely understand that grind and that, that, that learning process of, 
you know, steadily staying on it to, to figure out how to make it work and, and get to where you need to be. It's not like, as you said, it's not, not because of this is how you wanted it to be. It's because of necessity and you, you wanted it done. You wanted it so bad. You, you figured a way to make it happen. And to me, that's, that speaks to your, your, your dedication to, to your craft because a lot of other people give up. A lot of people do give up once they, you know, they go, Oh, you mean I got to pay this or I got to spend this much time to learn how to figure out how to make this happen. I'm not going to do all that. And it reminds me as well as uh, the story that of, of, similar big crit you know that's you know him producing and him producing enough so he's like you know what i'm gonna just i'm gonna wrap up my own stuff this artist called russ where he um from atlanta uh yeah i think he's from i'm pretty sure he's from atlanta produced mixed mastered all of his own stuff and he said uh i think it was on everyday struggle how that benefited him later and as you were saying it will benefit you later is you're gonna get to the point where you're gonna be in a position where you can start paying people to do the things that you're doing now you know, right. <laughs> you know, the mix master and all that stuff, the stuff that where you, so you can spend more, more time on the actual creative process. But yep. when you start spending that money on those people, you'll be like, I know it takes this much time. Like, no, <laughs> you, you know, you, yep. <laughs> it, it, no, it don't, it, no, it don't take that much time. It just means you got other projects you're doing and you're going <laughs> to spend that time doing theirs as well as mine. So no charge me yep. this much. I know how much it costs to yep. do this because I know how much time, I know how much effort, I know how much work puts into it. And so you won't be able yep. to get taken advantage <laughs> to later because you're like, nah, bro. Nah, come on, man. <laughs> yep. I got a history and of doing this. <laughs> exactly, because they yep. know people don't know. They know people aren't going to put in the time to do that. So like I said, to me, that speaks to your dedication to your craft and hard work pays off. So, And to me, like I said, listening to – because this – that um, only because I'm slipping is the first – my introduction to your music – and I think that's a really well done project. To yeah. me, all that work that you put in is paying off. And so that was really one of the questions I wanted to ask you off jump is, did you produce that entire album or the entire project yourself? Yep, I surely did. Wow, yeah. That, I mean, yeah, that's a really good project, man. That's... <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> um, so let's get right into that. Uh, what was going into that? Did you have a theme for that project or how did, how did the project well, come about? Honestly, um, cause only cause only cause I'm slipping is my uh my actual second mixtape. My first mixtape is out. You. Only cause I'm slipping was actually supposed to be my first tape, and um I, I kept the title the same and all that. And I had a, a couple of those songs were actually you know still on this this tape that I put out, but a, a lot of different songs up there now. But when I was first coming up with it, you know I wanted. I was, I was telling people online, like, yeah, I'm about to put out some music. And, you know, I had put out a couple of songs prior to it. So people were like, man, what's up? Man, you flipping? So, you know, that's how I came up with that idea. You know, my first mixtape, which is Outchair, I was making those beats around the time I wanted to put out only because I'm flipping. And I liked that theme of where my life was at the time because, I, you know, I was just struggling. And I was really out there blind and a lot of people really didn't know. Mm. So, you know, I kind of, I made that with my first tape and. The second take only because I'm slipping is coming a year after out here, and I actually really been slipping in life, and you know it's just it's funny how it kind of played out, you know, the order of my mixtape, but right. the theme and the sound of my mixtape is actually what I've been going through in life, and I just kind of want people to understand that, and you know, so when you hear these songs, you know, it's <laughs> that's what I'm what I'm going through right now, <laughs> so you know. Yeah, the the tone was definitely set with uh, the first track, repping of giving 
that's definitely the feeling that I got of, okay, you feel kind of like um, kind of the pressure of I, I made these claims of that I'm going to do this and now people are holding me accountable. Like, damn, right. I, I got to come through. I got to I gotta live up to, to these claims. Like, it's, it's that moment of either like, damn, why'd I say that? Or shit, I got to make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth, though, um, man. That's the truth. <laughs> and the feeling on the production for that first one, I got definitely that Southern feel of, I got like instantly that came to my mind was a ball and MJG. It was like, I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, all right. And then, uh, Lord trying to tell that one to me, it has like a Houston's down South, definitely that down South bounce, but then it has like these Cali sounding properties as well. What was your feeling going into that production? Lord trying to tell you something. I just caught that beat one day. Um, I, I heard the sample when I was in the car, I heard that song, and I and I had a Shazam. Went home and downloaded the song, and I chopped it up, and um, all that that whole song came to me in that moment before I even made the beat. I just I chopped up the sample, and before I threw the kicks and snare on, and I was already rapping on it. You know, I saw that. I was like, I saw that on that. So I just um, I wrote it all down, then I made the beat after I had wrote the words. It came out pretty smooth. How I expected it to come out. So. Yeah. yeah, definitely smooth. And the the way that you float over it, your southern draw, like, adds the smoothness to that clean production. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, when you, uh, the, that kind of, the chorus, that it adds that soul, soul to it that then bleeds into the following track. That's at least, that's the mm-hmm. that's the way that I felt about it, of, of that soul bleeding into a Temporary Love, I believe, is next. And yeah, 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 Temporary Love is next. And it bleeding into Temporary Love. And then... Mm-hmm. To me, Temporary Love was another one of the standout tracks uh, as well, just in the, the theme of it. And to me, I take it as betrayal and loyalty mm-hmm. and how that interrelates and that kind of like you have to live for the moment. And I found it interesting that, and I believe I have this correct, is that you were on the first verse and then is it Raekwon is on the second verse or the last verse? Yeah, Raekwon, yeah, he's on the second verse. <laughs> yeah, the second verse, Raekwon. Raekwon, and... um. Just how you're talking about the the betrayal and the loyalty aspect of it, how others may have betrayed you or um, been in a position to try to betray you, and then the loyalty right. you had for them, but and the the loyalty that you have, but it's not just blind loyalty; it's loyalty with a purpose, and how that led into Raekwon talking about the Carpe Diem line of like basically Carpe Diem is uh, seize the day, live for the moment. In essence, I thought that was interesting, mm-hmm. and that you guys have a, a, a very good chemistry because I see that he's on um, three of the tracks. What about his, yeah. what about you guys working together work so well? Cause I mean, I agree. I think those tracks work well together and they, you guys complement each other very well. But w- what about that? Do you, do you notice about it? One, I, I appreciate that. Cause, uh, Raquan, he, uh, he just, he has a different creativity about him. He's, um, his creativity is very different. You know, it's not, cliche music type mm-hmm. rap that he uh that he comes up with and he's around me when I make a lot of these beats like we'll we'll post up somewhere smoke you know make some beats and he'll be around me and he'll be the one freestyling in my ear so I, I kind of hear some things he'll say like temporary love is one of them when he was freestyling he said something about temporary love and I just took you know those two words and I ran with him made the hook he was like man we got to go with that you know mm-hmm. we got to make something right now and, and so, you know, every song that he's a part of, he didn't just, you know, help with that verse. He he really helped come up with that whole type 
that's why he he gets that verse. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. man, you, I tell him all the time, you got to hop on the house. You're going to have to come up with something. Because yeah. you helped me with the song, you know, you you already in the credits. Yeah, you, you created <laughs> so, the vibe. You both created the vibe right, collaboratively, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so and it, you know I'm 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 not a real collaborative person like I said before, but um I I can work with people. I just haven't been in the best of opportunities to work with you know mm-hmm. people that are you know creative. But Raquan is definitely creative, and he brings out a uh, he brings out that rapper side of me. You know he tells me all the time you know the freestyle. He makes me freestyle. He makes me write stuff down. You know so steel sharpens steel. So yeah. Yeah. I wanted to talk about motivate and just the, the the production on that as well. To me, the most, I guess, integral or important part of that production is that piano, that piano piece. It's so subtle, but I feel like if you took that out, like, mm, nah, that, that, like, because yeah, I, I feel you though. <laughs> I think it provides. Yeah, you know, I, I hear. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I, I listen to it all the time, and I say the same thing. I yeah. feel you. I think I just think it provides the the balance. Uh, I, I believe are those trumpets. Yeah. I, yeah, I feel like it provides the balance between the ju- the trumpets and then uh, the bass hitting so hard. I just provide. I think it provides the balance, and then that bass is right in the middle. Like to me, just sonically for me. So I really enjoyed that production mm-hmm. as well, as well as the theme of it. I, I thought it's fitting, and I felt that it was fitting in the the order of the tracklist rather. As it just felt like it just everything kept on building and building and building, so it was a nice journey through this mixtape. Purple flowers, as as a as a fan of cannabis, I, I really enjoyed <laughs> uh, uh, seeing that. And then um, the production at all, it just it felt a trippy, like a drowsy yeah. kind of feeling production. But then the faster yeah. tempo of the drums, like the the production, the way that it, the way you hear it, it feels a lot slower than it actually. Like when I actually like was really paying attention to like the tempo. Yeah. The tempo seems yeah. pretty fast. Yeah. <laughs> in comparison to how it feels. Yeah. Which I thought was again an interesting just juxtaposition of it, especially and adds to that drowsy trippy feeling. So mm-hmm. I, I, th- I thought that was great. And then uh, the way that you float on that as well, just I think matched perfectly. What was uh what was your feelings about that that track in particular? That one was actually the last song I wrote up there, I believe, and um I took I took my time with that one. I, honestly, I wrote about three verses to that, <laughs> and the two verses that I actually went with were the first verse I actually had freestyle with my boy. I was just freestyling, you know, and um we was recording it on the voice memo. And when I heard it, when I was listening back, I was like, man, that sound better than the verses I wrote. So I, I ran with this the freestyle and I just, you know, rewrote some words on it and, you know, I wrote another verse to it and, yeah, it, it came out perfectly. You know I gotta ask you, what's your favorite strain? Man, I guess I'll say, uh, I guess I'm gonna have to say Blue Dream and I only say that because, uh, because of the experiences I've had on Blue Dream. Gotcha. okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's just, that's like the, the one high that I, I truly remember. You know what I mean? Like, I I wish I could go back to that feeling every day, you know? <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. And uh, one of the last track I want to talk about is actually the bonus track on there is uh, Potentry. I just, I okay. really, really enjoyed that track. Just <laughs> the, the, the feeling of it. Some things that came to mind, and there's there's a particular song in mind. I can't I can't put my, na- my, my finger on it, but I got a, a Camp Low kind of feel. Uh, yeah. a, a tribe called Quest kind of feel. That's why when you said a tribe, 
I was like, yes. I was like, I, I definitely, I got that feel on on that track as well of just the way that like it's just so fun and energetic and how everybody's yeah. jumping on it and it just felt it just felt like the just those good fun times in hip hop where it just it wasn't about like I'm not trying to murder nobody. I'm not trying to. It just we just having fun. We just it's yeah. just good energy to good production like. I just really enjoyed that track, and I thought it was a great way. Like I said, it was just it felt like everything was building, 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 and then this was a great way to end it. Especially how you had uh, the long fade out. I just yeah. felt was like perfect. What what <laughs> made what made you feature that as a, put that as the bonus track? Like you said, man, that's uh, I actually did have a lot of fun with that that song, and um, it's a it's actually an old song. It's one of my oldest songs. I never really took it too serious. Mm-hmm. So I put it out a, a while ago, maybe about a year ago, a year or two ago, and um, I didn't really push it because I, I felt like it was too much of a, you know, just a fun track that people really wouldn't want to listen to it. And I decided, you know, I was like, I need something else for this mix. Just one more song. I just felt like that was the perfect one. And from what a lot of people say, you know, it's more enjoyable listening to it after a full project mm-hmm. than, you know, as a single. And, um, because a lot of people forgot about that song. And, you know, when they heard it on the tape, they're like, yeah, I remember this jump. You know, and they, it just made them appreciate it even more. And, you know, like you said, it was a fun song, man. We we recorded that song in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I know we was in the moment feeling it, man. I made that beat. We hopped straight on it. So, yeah, like you know, I, I said. I live for moments like that, man. Yeah, like I said, it had a, like, that Camp Low, a tribe. Definitely. Throughout this project, you definitely feel all those influences. I definitely got big crit influence um, just in some of your flow patterns and uh, uh, the cadences on certain songs match with the heavy production on certain tracks that you definitely know it's a South beat. Just different things of that aspect. Uh, the outcast, like I said, the trumpets. The it just there were so different, so many different elements in it, and I do I, I can see why people might feel better about poetry as the end of it instead of a single because of that carefree spirit. But the fact of that you had so much balance in the mixtape. And then also I think as well as the order, the, I think the last two tracks or maybe the two tracks before this one were the production was not as, as light and as fun. Um, so it kind of mm-hmm. it kind of bring that up again to to give that juxtaposition because just like I say with and I think there's an art and craft to that so I think that speaks to your creative uh, abilities as well because you have to have a balance between that and determining where that balance is is hard but I yeah. I, I think it, I think it you did very well and like I said I'm I'm interested in seeing what your next project is going to be and how it will sound and first I want to say thank you for coming on to the podcast the Stay Woke podcast and tell people how to yeah, get in man. contact with you and uh, to, to hear more of your music. Yeah, man. How to get in contact with Ray Kelly Dad. You can go on Twitter, and that's at Ray Kelly Dad underscore, you know, R-E-Y-C-A-L-I-D-A-D underscore. You can go on Instagram. That's just Ray Kelly Dad. And um, I have music on iTunes, Spotify, Tidal, Ben Rilla. Um, I have every single mixtape on Ben Rilla, not all my mixtapes on iTunes and stuff. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I have music everywhere. I got music videos on YouTube. Just search Ray Kelly Dad. I should be the only one to pop up. <laughs> and um, enjoy the music, man. Enjoy the vibe. That's all I want. You know, I'm, I'm not I'm not looking but for nothing but support, you know, and good vibes. You know, I'm all about positive energy. And as long as we keep spreading it around the world, you know, negativity will never, never balance out. So 
we just got to keep positive, man. And, and you know, we got to keep sharing the love. That's all it's about. Now that's true. And for everybody listening, we'll have those links down below in the description. So just click on the link and it will take you to his Instagram, Twitter, and uh, the Spinnerella page as well to listen to his music as well as get to follow him on uh, social media. So definitely click those below. Definitely check out the project. Like I said, it is a really good project. It's worth a listen. Let us know what you think about it. You know, leave a comment. Tell us what you think. And definitely check out more of his music. Again, man, I want to say thank you again for coming on to the podcast. Uh, we appreciate it. And, you know, when you have a next project coming out, definitely give us, uh, we'll set up another interview and, and we'll uh, talk about that one as well. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. I appreciate you having me on tonight, man. And um, definitely, I, I definitely um, will have some new music coming out soon. So for y'all that, that are getting hip to me, you know, go check out my old music. But I definitely got some new stuff coming out for you very soon. So stay tuned, people. Stay tuned. <laughs> and uh, we want to say thank you to everybody to listening to another Stay Woke podcast. This is D-Ray Brinson. And this was another Let's Talk About a segment with Ray Caladad. And you know our motto, live, listen to some great music, like Ray Caladad's mixtape, Only Cause I'm Slippin', and above all, love more, we out. We out.